0: I don't even want to intro the show. I just want to listen to this music over and over. But alas, this is episode, what are we, 83, 93, 2003. This is the Flexibles Podcast. I am Jason, joined by Mr. Lucas. Hello. And tonight, because Graham, Graham Yates deserves quality Star Wars discussion and he can't get enough, we have on the show, joining us tonight, Sean Evans. Star Wars! And Nathan Thomas. I am a Jedi, like my father before me. Oh,
1: impressive! Most impressive!
0: You came but in you're with a not Jedi, a Jedi yet? Didn't even. I I was expecting Alpha Teen right off the bat, but maybe it's I gotta too soon I gotta flex the wings a little bit. All right, all right. I think you should have your yes, do your lightsaber duel.
2: Your powers are weak old man.
1: <laughs> Strike me down. I will own th- I don't even know the line.
3: <laughs>
0: uh, Strike me down. Good work. As you can see, we are very excited for Star Wars <laughs> and this is the week of the Force Awakens, so what better time to be excited for Star Wars? First Star off, Wars?
1: What, what what is what is Star Wars?
0: Don't uh make me destroy you. <laughs> <laughs> it was that uh, that thing that uh, the one US president uh, Ronald Reagan did for like oh, the missile defense, defense yeah oh yeah
1: know. oh the interview yeah yeah okay <laughs>
0: <laughs> i think that's that, that was the part when he hit that, uh, that 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 airdrop came in remember he had to store it i think that 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 that's star Wars. <laughs> Yes. So wow. when does this
2: new Star Wars movie come out? This Friday? Because I got tickets to see Sisters on Friday. Oh that's that's okay.
1: That's the big that's that's the big show on Friday.
2: What about Alvin and the Chipmunks? <coughs> Dude, sisters.
4: I don't even know what to... Oh yeah, sisters. Okay. That's the Tina Fey and um
1: Oh that one. The girlfriend <laughs> Amy Bowler. Amy Bowler, yeah. <laughs> Why, why would you release a movie on the same day as Star Wars? Seriously.
2: Why is the
0: Star Wars f- releasing on a Friday, technically, anyway? Why isn't it like a Wednesday?
1: Well, it's actually Thursday night. Yeah, well, that, yeah. that's the
0: thing that I don't get, too. They make this big deal about the Friday release, but then it's not like you have to go on midnight anymore. It's like, well, here, here's primetime right. Thursday night tickets.
1: I wondered the same thing when the tickets came out. It wasn't, I was expecting to go to the midnight release because that, for me, is that feels special. Let's go to a midnight release of Star Wars. No, it's seven PM and ten thirty PM. Like, but what? they know
2: who their fan base is. It's like working forty year olds who have to be at work in this yeah.
1: Day. <laughs> <laughs> like, I took. Hey, come on, real fans take the day off work. I did. I took Thursday and Friday off. <laughs> <laughs> I took Friday off, and they know exactly why I'm taking the day off.
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm. Maybe you guys get this too, um, but I'm definitely the Star Wars guy in the office. So anytime that anything is up, they're like, "Hey, Jason, so." You know, Star Wars, blah blah blah. This or so are you going? To, you're probably excited for the movie this week. That and it's, it's it's getting a little old, but it's it's still funny at the same time. You're like Star Wars guy. Yeah, I, that's I, what I Star I'm, Wars I'm very excited for Sisters. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> uh, I, I do have my Star Wars T-shirt rotation that begins tomorrow, leading up to Friday, though. So
1: see, and that's the thing I realized. I was thinking about that last week, and I realized that in my t-shirt drawer, there are no Star Wars t-shirts. What? Nobody <gasps> oh. has ever bought me a Star Wars shirt, nor have I ever seen one to buy, like for myself.
2: What, I realized you never seen a Star Wars shirt to buy.
1: Not when, you know, not in the place where you're ready to buy a shirt and you see ones like <laughs> I got to have, you know what I'm saying? Like it's, I realized last week or the week before that I literally have no Star Wars t-shirts and I'm like, how did that happen? It just, I, most of my shirts are video game shirts. I have no Star Wars shirts. i
0: i really I'm, a deprived oh no. Canadian. I, I
1: am, I'm very, very, very sad and ashamed to say that.
2: So. I find your lack of faith to stir. <laughs> I wonder if your feelings on this matter are clear. <laughs> now fulfill your destiny.
4: Your destiny. <laughs> Shit, <no.
1: laughs>
4: it's, funny. it's
0: funny that you just you bring that up because you know, I just finished watching Return of the Jedi. Um listeners I already know I you know I had Started forcing my, I forced my wife into taking her journey to the Force Awakens, which uh, she informed me that she enjoyed more than she thought she would. As when it came to its conclusion, but there's a line in Return of the Jedi, and I can't remember what. It's one of the, you know, I think it's, I think it's before Luke arrives on the Death Star. But back the during the back and forth exchanges they have, you know, numerous times, when Vader keeps meeting with the Emperor, but I can't remember. He like, I, I want to say Vader tells him something, and he's just like. I already knew that. And I was like, oh, that, <laughs> I wow. I foreseen it. It's very abrupt, but I have to say, I, after watching that movie, I think that is, I w- this was on the Blu-rays, I have to say that that is probably my least favorite of the special editions. I can get past a lot of the things, but I don't like the extended scene in Jabba's pal- palace oh, all the, the dance, the music, mm. and everything. No, me either. And did, no, and did, did I just miss her? They They don't show what happens to the dancer, do they, when she gets dropped in the pit? Because it cuts, I feel like before you heard her scream, unless you, I was.
1: You did hear her scream, but you never actually saw what happened, you just hear right. her scream.
0: Okay, I must have missed it when I, I must have stepped out of the room real quick to grab something, because I, I, I remember that still being in there, but I was waiting for that, but the next thing I know, it was all of a sudden the, the whole scene was interrupted when Leia's, Enders with Chewbacca, and I was like, "Oh, that's weird." But um I was truly heartbroken at the end of the movie, and I remembered that they got rid of my favorite music ever.
1: Yeah, I know. The, the, the end sequence music was the best.
0: Yes, and and, yep, and, then, yep. and
1: then they put <sighs> and then they put Hayden Christensen in too.
2: Ah, don't get me started on that.
0: Ah, you know, I Nathan, I was just listening to your show. I'm, I just got through on my way home that section of the discussion and. I remember being the one watching it in the theaters. I hated that, and I'm a little more okay with it now. Maybe it's because I'm just more open to the prequels in general. But it still just feels <laughs> right.
1: Well, I just, I just, I, I see it, and, I, and Luke looks over at them and he smiles. I'm thinking now he's got to look over at them like, who the heck are you?
2: Well, at the same time, you got like Obi-Wan and Yoda standing next to him, right? And they're looking over at him like, dude, you slaughtered children. Get out of here.
1: Yeah, yeah. Seriously. <laughs> Seriously. Let me ask you guys: when you watch all six movies, do you watch them in order from one through six?
2: I did this time. I did this last time as well. So, for continuity.
1: Well, here's the thing I discovered, and this is I really, really enjoyed this this order. Uh, I watched it with my girls back in uh, uh, back at Easter. Uh, we spent the whole weekend. We watched all six movies, and we watched it. We out- watched episode four or five, right? And then you get the big reveal that that Darth Vader is Luke's father. Spoiler alert! Mm. <laughs> um, and then what we did is we went after after. Empire Strikes Back, we went and watched one, two, and three as a flashback sequence. And then when you finish that, you go, you finish the whole thing with Return of the Jedi. And it actually works really well because now you've got the scenes with Luke, Vader, and the Emperor right after you saw the Emperor and Anakin with their whole story. And it's like, wow! Does Return of the Jedi after like really fit after watching one, two, and three?
4: It's That's just, the it, order
0: I did it in with my wife. Too. I was just gonna ask then.
1: Yeah, you did four, five, one, two, three, six. Yep. Yep. Yeah, it's a perfect order.
0: Well, I like how it it really it builds on that cliffhanger that Empire leaves you in too. You know yeah. what's happened to Han and exactly. You know, and what really it does it gives too is like it really like she. Um, you know, she had been slightly exposed to the movies. I mean, she was familiar with the plot and everything like that. And you knew about the, you know, Darth Vader and Luke and all this. But after watching Revenge of the Sith, she, like, had this hatred for Darth Vader. Like, especially, like, the end, like, that last hour of Revenge of the Sith was very hard on her. Because, you know, the youngling scene, him just slaughtering everybody. And she's like, she just could not stand Vader at that point. because What?! uh, (laughs) <laughs> Lots of, uh, of everything so i mean th- i mean that's great because it gives more you know it, it gives you i guess it helps for new a new viewer it puts you in that same mindset of someone that in that universe you, know, you have this fear and this there's aura of of around vader you
1: know see i had kind of the opposite reaction to revenge of the sith uh learning that that final history of darth vader um because to me it was almost written to a point where you felt sorry for him because the whole time he was just manipulated by darth sidious
0: right Wan was holding him back
1: (laughs) (laughs) right i mean it just it felt like he was well he basically Darth Sidious just lied to him about everything right and kind of made him go down that path he was he was forced down that path um he didn't actually go down it almost by choice
2: Sidious didn't really lie to him though because the Sith usually if you watch they always tell the truth
1: true but he was still manipulated you know what i mean like i felt yeah,
2: he was manipulated i felt
1: like he truth. was he was a victim not someone who actually turned evil, and and the moment he turns evil, it was like a complete switch. Like what have I done? Yeah, what have I done? Okay, now I'm a Sith Lord. Like it's what you killed. You 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 aided in killing Mace Windu. So that's it. Now you might as well just turn your back on the Jedi, just like that. What have I done? <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. so i've always you know i discussed this with some friends once and and i feel like the events in revenge of the sith could be rearranged to actually make it sound more plausible for example you take the whole scene with um with obi-wan and anakin on uh it's not genosis it's mustafar and where he thinks that uh obi-wan killed padme And you do that scene before he becomes Darth Vader. So now he actually has a reason to hate the Jedi. And now you can see why he would go down that path. Mm. And everybody is silent because I'm just a (laughs) genius.
2: (laughs) Well, he he wouldn't have... He never thought that Obi-Wan killed her.
1: Well, he thought that they turned her against him, remember? Yeah. So I I just feel like all that needed to play out before he became Darth Vader.
2: It'd be nice, but the whole reason that he went there is at the behest of Sidious, though, at yes, that point. Yes,
1: I, I, yeah, absolutely.
2: He, but the Chancellor could have sent him there on a mission to end it, too. I mean, that would have been actually more interesting, honestly. Right. And if while he was doing that Mustafar mission, then uh, Mace and everybody goes to arrest him, he becomes, you know, the the scarred, deformed Sidious that we know, and then Anakin. Oops, oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and then Obi Wan and him fight on the on the muscular. yeah,
1: yeah. I just I just feel like that would have given him more reason, and and would it, it give it would have given him more reason to actually become a Sith Lord. Um, it would have given him a reason to hate the Jedi more, and as a viewer. I would have understood his actually becoming evil and I, he would have maintained that air of fear and evil uh, going forward as Darth Vader. Now I kind of view Darth Vader as he's just a victim in Sidious's plan. So he, he actually, for me return um, revenge of the Sith, actually it detracts from Darth Vader's, the fear of Darth Vader.
0: Yeah, because I guess Mm. the way it personifies him, you know, more in in, in what you have in the original trilogy is just this ominous, more of an ominous figure. I I could see that. Yeah,
1: and and you, you believe that he just was evil and killed all these people, which he did, but I just feel like he fell way too fast to all of a sudden go and slaughter innocents.
4: yeah. I do agree with you there. It is kind of just like, well, that happened, so I guess I'll pledge my allegiance to you.
1: <laughs> and kill everybody. <laughs> exactly. I just I feel like there should have been a a, a slower fall. Like that he needed well, a better reason to hate the Jedi and turn turn away from
4: them. I think part part you know, of the reason uh, is that the stakes aren't really raised. Um, well enough for the whole Padme's in danger thing beforehand, like you were talking about, because even though that he, he knows that's coming or whatever, or there's something wrong there, it's like just the mere mention of it is supposed to make us believe that he would go down this path path. And it just doesn't seem like like they mention it a little early on, then all the stuff happens. And then He's like, all right, well, this is the only way I can save her, so let's just do it. But it doesn't really ever feel like she's in danger. No, exactly. He just gets exactly. the notion that she's in danger. Right. So just, I think that's part of the issue too. And what the what you say with um, kind of having that stuff happen beforehand, that would be a way of lending that um, that feeling of danger and having him fall more. Yeah. Make, would make more sense that way, but I think even so, they could have. He could have at least wrote in something to make it seem like she really was in danger. So then we could go, oh, okay, it's not just him. Dream had a bad dream one time, and then it was going to turn in the dark side because of it. right,
1: her. right, and maybe the Jedi prevent him from trying to help her. Yeah. You know? And now he's got a reason to to disobey them and go against them and whatever. It just, I just don't feel like there was enough reason for him to become Darth Vader.
2: The only one thing that I could see that could make him dislike the Jedi, or because in the movie, he never, in the movies, he's never portrayed as really having any animosity towards the Jedi, right? No, the exactly. The one thing is, that kind of might rub in the wrong way, let's say, is when he goes to talk to Yoda about his premonition, right? And then Yoda just kind of brushes it off I mean that could be the only thing that kind of makes him have some sort of ill feeling toward the Jedi from what I tell in the movies anyway you could look at some of the other ancillary material like the Clone Wars and things like that and things kind of start to build but even there there's not a whole lot uh, aside from maybe Ahsoka being turned on by the Council, how? By the way, how how far are we getting out of the movies here? Uh, just so
0: we don't go into <laughs> other I mean, territories. It's Star Wars, so I mean, you know,
1: I've but, never finished the Clone Wars, so I don't know the whole Ahsoka story yet. I know yeah, briefly okay. some of the Ahsoka story, but I don't really know it.
2: Okay, so I'll tread lightly there. I'll just say that is that that's the only thing that maybe, you know, even from the Clone Wars could have turned him against the Jedi because. Why, for him to say, from my point of view, that Jedi are evil, there is nothing that's shown on screen that lends any credence to that statement. Exactly.
4: Well, yeah, he even
1: says, the Jedi turned against me. Don't you turn against me? When?
2: Mm-hmm. Right. They just told when him to did... wait in the, the seat, right? They said, hey, wait here. If what you say is true, you'll have earned my trust. Right. How yeah. is that
4: turning against
2: him? Because they left him. Yeah, right? Well, and
4: what's interesting <laughs> is he said that, um, like, he was telling Mace Windu not to kill him because that would not that's not the Jedi way. He should tra- stand trial or whatever. And then Mace Windu does attempt to kill him or whatever, and he stops him. But that's not really turning against him.
1: No, it's not. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Which, by the way, Anakin killed Dooku
0: earlier the exact same way. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah right? exactly. Right? It. That, that always makes me question, like, what was, you know, what is Palpatine's overall plan? Because you see, you know, first he has uh, Maul as an apprentice, loses Maul. But the old time he also had Darth Tyrannus. Yes. Dooku. gets rid of him because he's like, oh, I'm going to have, I'm going to take Anakin Skywalker as an apprentice. So they get Skywalker, becomes One Darth far Vader.
2: Younger and more
0: powerful. And then we see right there towards the end, he's ready to get rid of Vader for Luke. So at the same time, he's always he's trying to get a more—he's like—he's continually gaining a more powerful apprentice. But it seems like at the same time, is, was, are you just going to run the risk too of having an apprentice that's just going to overthrow well, you, like he did? Down that Dar- path?
1: Like he did his own master.
4: Yeah. Well, maybe that's Darth why he's Pelagius? going through all of them so quickly. He's like, well, I'll get rid of them after a few years because then they won't have a chance to build enough power to overtake me or whatever. So just. Well, keep Well, Palpatine going wants
2: them. the power. Right, He always wants the power. If he doesn't have it, he wants to control it. And he sees Luke as being more powerful than Vader because of his connection and you know his full connection to the Force. Because Vader supposedly loses some of his connection when he has the suit put on him, right? right? That's always been kind of assumed. But then Luke being younger and obviously a son of Vader would be more powerful. So Val- Palpatine always wants the power to be under his control.
1: But... According to episode one, and don't get me started on the whole midichlorians thing, but <laughs> according to episode one, Anakin was conceived by the midichlorians, so he should have way more power than anyone. Even even Luke.
2: because and he Luke, would have.
1: Luke was conceived normally, whereas Vader was not.
2: And he would have but- been more powerful with that... Had it not been Obi Wan cutting off all of his limbs, right?
4: Yeah,
1: fair. That's right.
0: He's more so, machine now than man.
2: <laughs> that's right. That's right. Twisted and evil.
0: And then I just kind of speculated a little more on on Luke than, and I I want to go into too much at this time of the show, but I mean, it's just interesting. Like I I kind of I feel like Luke kind of walks that the line between. Light side and dark. Because I mean, just look how many, look how many people Luke has killed throughout throughout the trilogy, oh. and especially in Return of the Jedi. And then you Maybe his see, body count
2: in Jedi is pretty
0: high. Yeah, and then you see like that that final confrontation with his father. There's there's definitely some anger that's fueling that that altercation. And just my favorite my favorite Vader delivery,
4: sister. Yeah, you have a twin sister! sister. Which everyone should go and see on Friday. Actually, it's sisters, um, <laughs> exactly. Um, it all comes together. I, I actually was kind of um, interested in that because he also he fails he fails his um, test in the cave um, when he sees uh, in the the um, fifth movie he fails his test in the cave. And he also doesn't complete his training, so he did exactly what his father did, which is to go save his friends instead of listening to somebody on the Jedi Council. Well, extinct Jedi Council. And then, like you said, he kills a bunch of people. And he does the number one thing that makes you a bad guy, and everyone knows it. He starts wearing black, and we all know that makes you a bad guy.
1: He gave in to his anger, too, when fighting Vader. That's true. And did, did Yona did not tell him in, I can't remember if it was Return of the Jedi or um, a- Empire, that if you face Vader now, like, but I can't remember exact words, but he said, if you face him now, you will fall to the dark side. Not in those but, words, but he, he alluded to that.
4: And he was like, no, I won't. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I think not that's
0: like before he leaves uh, Dagobah and Empire. I think that's when... That happens, yeah.
1: So, I mean, I there's there's you. a there's a great article online to... somewhere where they actually speculate that Luke did turn to the dark side in Return of the Jedi. It's just written in such a way that you don't realize it.
0: And, and <clears> I, I don't know to pull from your conversation too, Nathan. I mean, you guys brought up the point of how he's he's using force choke on mm-hmm. the the guards when he enters the palace, which has always been perceived as a dark. Oh yes. Power.
2: Well, it's it's an attack, right? Yeah. He's he's point blank attacking those guys, unprovoked. He's not defending himself; he's
0: just attacking them. That's a good point. Yeah. But I mean, well, it, like in the the whole Legends universe too, what you know, Luke starts a new order, you know, new Jedi order, and all this and that, which is that's that's gone now. So I mean, are we to assume though, you know, based on this, you know, is is Luke? maybe is this a new, a new a form of jedi you know does it embrace you know, some of the sith ideology well, into it i mean or
1: did, I does does he bring balance to the force ah. so there is no jedi or sith it is literally balance where if you are a force user period does that like, would that even make sense? Which kind of, if it goes down the, if you go down the lore of, you know, Anakin is supposed to bring balance to the force. Well,
2: prophecy he, that could have been misread.
1: Yes, right. Mm-hmm. You know, well, maybe Luke is the one who actually brings balance because of these events where he is a user of both the light and the dark.
2: That would be, that would be balance. And that's why he has a green lightsaber mixed between red and blue, right? <laughs>
1: red and blue and make he's... purple. That would be Mace Windu. Uh, oh, that's
2: right. Dang.
4: dang. Well, there was, if it, if you're familiar with um, Knights of the Old Republic, the games, I know this is getting way out there, but there was that one Jedi character who was out in hiding who started out as a neutral gray. Um, he was neither good nor
2: evil. He did it all for the Wookiee.
4: Exactly. Oh, Are you talking about Gandalf? And- <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was a great wizard and um, none shall pass. But uh, I can't remember what his name was, but I always thought that was interesting. But maybe that's kind of what happened to Luke is because he didn't really complete his training. He doesn't really have anything to go off on or to go other than like, well, I'm not an emperor and I'm not the emperor's right hand man. So I can't be that evil. Right.
2: <laughs> I loved his line in that game because he, he was on Kashyyyk, right? And he did something, and he went into exile on in Kashyyyk. And he said he did it all for the Wookiees. And you can reply, "What?" <laughs> and He said, "The Wookiees." God.
0: <laughs>
2: it was so good.
0: Uh, I, I do have to say, if anyone that you haven't watched the movies in a long time for, like for me personally, up until um, I had watched, I'd say the prequel trilogies, and but I hadn't watched the original movies since, like the last time I had watched them was on VHS, and so it, it had been probably a good and oh not quite ten years I'd probably say a good at least six to eight years since I'd watched these movies so it was um, a good good refresher revisit them and I mean you remember so much but at least at, going back from a, a uh, gosh, it's gotta be more than 10 years. Cause I was a teenager then, but going back then and then watching it again as an adult, it, there's so much more that you understand and then you pick up on and things like that. So it definitely kind of gave me more to think about when the movies, but I, I did say that, that I love the speeder bikes on Endor. I love the sound effects. Those things make. Oh uh, yeah, seriously. And I mean, Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's the other highlight of return of the Jedi. I mean,
3: it's a trap!
0: <laughs> <laughs> Just the, the whole, the whole. At that, at that distance, our cruisers can't repel that firepower of that magnitude. Our cruisers can't repel firepower of that
1: magnitude. <laughs> at close range we won't last long <laughs> against those star
0: destroyers. <laughs> I love, I love Lando's spots too. We're less longer than that Death Star. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, what? What,
1: what are some of your favorite scenes i mean honestly i go back one of my ultimate favorite scenes that i can just watch over and over is the darth maul battle you know with qui-gon and, and obi-wan just no. that whole lightsaber battle it's just incredible
0: No, you know, I, luke i going back to our conversation we had on the uh, prior episode it, <laughs> the the kicks are unblockable again because you see you see Luke land one on Vader. They're in Return of the Jedi, so that's how you win a lightsaber <laughs> battle. That we've learned is you throw a kick, kick in; it works every time, <laughs> yeah, and it lands fighting. them. Um, when he fights Obi Wan, and then how many does Darth Maul land in that in that battle? But yeah, that that he should put of lightsabers on his is, feet.
4: Uh, <laughs> um, well, well, that's kind I of don't... Ren,
1: isn't it? Oh, no, that's just cross-blade.
4: <laughs> oh, that's right. Um, no, I have a problem with that fight, though. He, Why doesn't Obi-Wan use force speed to get through those little power shield thingies just before Qui-Gon Jinn dies? Because he That uh, was to not sit the will and... of
0: the force. <laughs> <laughs> well, none of them did, right? The midichlorians wouldn't let him.
4: Right. Well, they they sure were jumping a whole lot. Actually, they didn't jump as much as I remember, but it, I th- I still think it's funny how just the jumping at all. But um
1: the force speed honestly was bizarre just seeing them all of a sudden. Like it's like they're the Flash or something. I don't right. know. It just seems well, strange to it have Well, they once. Yeah, to get away from the Droidicas. Yep.
0: And that Yeah, no match for Droidicas. <laughs> 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 oh gosh! Like yeah, that scene ranks up there. I, I think the, the 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 only like I don't mind. Uh, I do like the uh, the Jango Fett Obi Wan fight. Yes, that takes place. That's yeah, I cool in like that. the in the the rain. But other than that, the only other thing I really take where General Grievous. Was Grievous. I, I love the when all the Jedi show up and the that final sequence of all those Jedi fighting, which was cool to see. And then also of the clone when that part when the clone troopers come in. That was pretty sweet. I remember really liking that the first time I saw it. And it 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 still gives a little sense of excitement, but
1: I I do like Obi Wan's line when he kills Grievous with a blaster. You know, and it it it, it goes right back to a new hope when he Mm -hmm. said blasters are primitive and he said do you remember anybody remember the line he says when he throws the blaster away? So uncivilized So uncivilized. I mean, what a great way to tie the two together. You know, it was, it was perfect.
2: And when he's talking about in A New Hope, he's talking about the lightsaber and it's like it's a more elegant weapon from a more civilized That's
1: age. That's right. So I just I thought that was a perfect line too. you know, kills him with a blaster.
2: But you got to do what you got to do. Don't tell Kanan not to use a blaster, though. So how how far into Rebels are, are you guys, if anything? I
1: don't have any way of watching it. I've never seen an episode.
2: So I don't really have a way of watching it either, but I just buy the seasons from uh, Amazon and I get them the day after they air. It's a good show. You guys need to check that out. I won't say anything about it, but, man, that's I've a good show.
4: I've watched a few episodes, and I it was when it, they had their free, um, oh, free yeah, to watch. Oh, yeah, yeah. I got through as many as I could, which wasn't very many, unfortunately. But I think I watched like four, and it did grow on me. Although I can't stop thinking about how the main character really does remind me of Aladdin. I hope that kind of goes <laughs> yeah. away eventually. But yeah, it doesn't it help does. that his, his voice is fairly – like the things he says and the which, way his voice sounds. Which but.
1: character? Ezra? Ezra, yeah. yeah. Well, um, and that takes, that takes place between three and four, right? Yeah. Yep. See, I'm actually surprised – that they're telling that story now when we've got episode 7 coming i don't understand why we're not seeing stories between 6 and 7 there's a 30 year gap there why aren't we telling stories in that time frame why do we have to I go back because
2: they want to reveal it all in the movie they'll reveal it now kind of have that capper and then they can go back probably and fill in the details cuz you have uh shattered empire, which has some stuff just right after the uh, Battle of Endor, and then you have the what was that book called? Aftermath. Aftermath. There's a three part uh, trilogy.
1: Yeah, yeah, uh, I know. There's a three part trilogy of aftermath. I I did not enjoy aftermath at all.
2: It, it I didn't like the way it was written. But... Um, uh,
1: you know what book was written really well that I really enjoyed was Lost Stars. If you read I that was, one,
0: we need to ask you. But I was going to bring that up, so I'm glad oh, you did.
2: Lost That's Stars that, is amazing. I I haven't read it yet, but I have both of them sitting. What right is in front the of
0: me. what's the time frame on Lost Star?
1: Uh, actually, it's really interesting how Lost Stars goes. So Lost Stars actually tells the story from A New Hope all the way through to the Battle of Jakku, which is oh, after wow. Jedi, but it tells it from the Imperial side of view. Hmm. Okay, wow. so really the story takes place. the The story revolves around two uh, friends who grew up on this planet. Um. And they both desire to be Imperial uh, officers because, you know, and f- everything's really innocent. Like, it's just, this is the government. You know, they look up at these people and they're, they're, they're in awe at these, these Imperial uh, troopers and the, the you know, uh, um, Moff Tarkin and all that, right? And they're like, I, I want to join the Academy. And uh, if you think about episode four, what does Luke want to do? Luke yeah, wants we're... to join the Academy. Yeah. Right. So that was just a thing kids wanted to do. It's like it didn't know anything else. So they it it follows their story of joining the academy and everything they go through and becoming Imperial officers, where they're stationed, and it's it's watching the events of the trilogy unfold from their point of view. And Um. it is actually really powerful when the Death Star blows up. And there are people on the Death Star that you as a reader have come to care about. These were friends of the protagonist of the story. And you're like, holy crap, this is like, this is powerful stuff when you actually look at it from that side of the side of the story. You know, the the rebels are all described as essentially terrorists, because really, if you think about it, that's what they are. They are going against the current government. They are terrorists and dissonance.
2: Right? Have you read the the Star Wars and the Darth Vader comics, how they have that little crawl at the beginning of each issue? No, I haven't. So, next, if you get a chance to read one of them, the Star Wars one is kind of the rebel point of view, and the Darth Vader one is the Imperial point of view. So, one's like, you know, after the joyous occasion of the destruction of the Death Star or something like that. uh, And then the other side, there is unrest in the galaxy and, you know, this and that. Just like, uh, it's um, what's the word I'm looking for? Propaganda. It's, it's excellent.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, and it's told from kind of – it's it's told from the Imperial side, and you understand where they're coming from. Not everybody in the Imperial are evil, right? It's mostly the leaders that have agendas, and, you know, they, they do wrongdoing, but – and uh, it's – you know, I don't want to get too far into it because it is absolutely a fantastic read, huh. uh, and it really makes you kind of understand what was going on from just a – Kind of like your generic imperial officer's point of view. They're just going about doing their their duty that they ha- have enlisted, right? They've been enlisted in the in the uh, army or whatever they're in, right? And they're right. doing their duty. They're doing their time, and it's it's how they see the events uh, going going by throughout all three. Original trilogy stories, and then all the way through to the Battle of Jakku. That's pretty cool. So I, you I actually you actually see the Battle of Jakku happening in this story. This oh, is the nice. story that okay. tells that battle, and it tells you how and why that Star Destroyer is embedded in Jakku.
0: Okay. All
1: yeah, right. fantastic! I really enjoyed reading uh, Lost Stars. I couldn't put it down. But aftermath, on the other hand, I was really disappointed in.
0: I just say how they they really really marketed that up and I, I've already talked about this in the past, but they market that up as, you know, the it's gonna bridge the gap. And yeah. And and it, it 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 doesn't
1: it doesn't do anything.
0: Yeah. You get those nice little <clears throat> epilogues that, you know, give you those little tidbits of information. Like I remember when they released that first chapter. The preview chapter, and it tells it like shows that scene immediately that you see in the special edition Return of the Jedi when they're tearing down the Palpatine statue on yes. Coruscant. And it, it sounded showed, great. Yeah, and I was like, "Oh, this is gonna be awesome!" And then you start reading, and you're like, "Oh,
1: yeah." Okay. My my favorite part of that book was the three pages that dealt with Han and Chewie. You know, <laughs> during during the little epilogues or whatever interludes they call them interludes, yeah, I
0: interludes, think that. right, and they're like. Yeah.
1: Three, four, five pages, and there was one that dealt with Han and Chewie. I'm like, that's the story I want to see. I want to read, you know. Like, I don't even think Luke Skywalker is even mentioned in that entire book.
0: Uh, yeah, I can't remember if he gets the interlude or not. I can't.
1: No, there's no interlude with Luke. Lucas, Luke, Luke is in the shattered, uh, shattered Empire comic.
0: Yeah, that's
2: the yeah. only Luke we get
0: after Jedi, I believe.
1: That's yeah. it. That's
0: it. Awesome. Like, I, I agree with Nathan. Shattered Empire. It was.
1: It's short, but it's good. Yeah,
0: short. Very exciting. You I, actually. I'm,
1: it deals mostly with Poe's parents.
0: Right. Like, like I'm hopeful for. Like, I'll. I'll. I'm hopeful for, like, the next couple books. And, like, I'm going to read the Aftermath trilogy. I'm going to read all three. And I'm hopeful that it. it better. But I, I really want to know. Like, there's. Like, we've already said, there's so much time that's been that's empty there that we don't know what takes place between these films. Right. There's so much to fill on. And like going back to Rebels, it creates it creates a problem that we have when they created the Clone Wars series is how how do we do these characters just disappear? You know, how are they gonna it, you've right? you've you've raised the Toy Art like I mean, I don't know. You've really brought them to the forefront and now how do they just vanish? yeah because they're After not in the trilogy.
1: Ever. I thought yeah. the same thing when they introduced ahsoka. yeah, right. They introduced ahsoka as Anakin's Padawan in the Clone Wars. I'm like, wait a minute. like how does how does the fact that Anakin had a Padawan just completely disappear in the th- in the movies? Like it's not even mentioned, nor is her name even brought up. And yet this is a thing that happened.
0: I mean, and you get that you know Jedi are going to survive the the Clone Wars and things like that, but it just seems like if there's going to be any way to continue their story, we're not going to see it in the Force Awakens because you're looking at thirty years, 30 on years. top of the yeah. time that's already transpired. So I don't know what the what the time range is between the New Hope to Jedi. How many years?
1: Well, I know so between between Episode two. No, sorry. Between episode one and two, there's ten years, right? And then episode two and three is only, I think, two years between them. No. Because that's the Clone Wars in between those two.
2: Yeah. That's like five years. Is it is five?
1: That... I know it's not very long. Three or
2: three or five.
1: Yeah, it's between three and five years. Okay. And then between uh, between episode three and four, it's uh, almost 20 years because Luke is about 19 or 20. Yeah.
0: But I think they've always said that, like, Ezra's very close to what Luke's age would be. I think Ezra's... Luke? It, is it Ezra's, well, like, 16? Is that what... Oh, and he's not even that old, because isn't Sabine 16? Ezra
2: was born on Empire Day, which was the day Order 66 was executed, so he may actually be a little bit older than... Well, he would be a little bit older than Luke. Okay, okay.
1: Well, yeah, but how long... I mean, when did Order 66 happen to versus when Luke was born? I mean, how much time actually took place in uh, Revenge of the Sith?
2: Well, really, yeah, yeah, you can't really answer that for sure, because there's no real way to say, oh, tomorrow we will do this. Or yesterday we attacked the Jedi Temple type situation. Right, there's
1: no time. I mean, all we know is she's pregnant at the beginning and she has the children at the end. Like, are there months in between the events? Is it all taking place in the course of one week? Like, we don't have no idea. Right, so Order 66 could have happened the day before Luke was born, for all we know.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so they could be the same age, really. Yeah. Um, but I don't way, the, know how he, much time passes between yeah. A New Hope and Return of the Jedi.
0: But I mean, that way, it's the point where those characters are going to age so much that they're not going to be... You're not going to see them in... I mean, I guess, could Ezra somehow show up? Yeah, but... I mean, he's going to be Luke's roughly Luke's age. I mean, it's and I'd maybe see we will prime, you know. And I maybe find, we'll I, see find I find I find a much more interesting character than Ezra.
2: Have you read the Kanan comic? I, oh No, so I'm big. gonna
0: I'm gonna try to pick up the the first trade from the librarian. Um, I just I it it's I just hate how they they introduce these really cool characters and then. Creating and, a problem for yourself. Yeah, <laughs> it's, what you're, it's what you're doing
1: because they're not part of the actual film trilogies.
0: Yeah,
2: well, we don't know that they aren't still alive in the ancillary.
1: No, we don't. And who knows? Maybe we will see see Ezra as you know Luke's age in Force Awakens. Who knows? Maybe they're planning to bring those. Maybe he's p-
2: Kylo Ren. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> oh, that's Luke. Uh, that's why we're getting rebels now, so we can get the backstory on Kylo Ren, guys. Come on. Perfect. You know, while
1: we're and talking Jar-Jar about
0: Jar or Jar, Snook. Or Snook. No. Snook. <laughs> Snook. That's it. gosh.
1: While we're talking about uh how many years have passed between them, I think I figured out uh if you think about it, uh C3PO and R2 D2 for that matter. C3PO was created basically in episode one. And he's still in episode seven, and so is R2. I figured out a couple weeks ago that they have to be at least 75 years old. These are 75-year-old droids. So, yes, they're super old droids, and they're still functioning. But I got to wonder if in the new trilogy, if they're the only droids of their kind left.
4: Oh, uh, yeah. because yeah, like the new models came
0: out. Right,
1: right. Well, I mean, after 75 years, you're not going to be making droids yeah. that look like that anymore.
0: Well, we've yeah. seen like, shots, too, like of BB-8 inside uh, the next wing, like the Astromex. So right. Is that like a new version? Is it like a replacement? They're the like new Astromex? Astromex.
1: Yeah. 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 So I, w- I hope... Honestly, we do not see protocol droids that look like C3PO. Like, there's no way after 75 years you're still making that model.
4: I, I would believe, I have to believe that they'll be making jokes about that at some point. I mean, C3PO and R2D2 have always kind of been the, um, the clowns of the, the movies. So I, I feel like that if they ignore that, then I would be very surprised.
1: Yeah, a C three PO has to utter something from Lethal Weapon. I'm too
4: old for this. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna blow up and say, "I was one day. I, he was one day away from retirement." Yeah, Damn you! Right. <sighs> Horrible. Uh,
1: well, you know, he We're was ma- he was made to suffer. It's his lot that's in life. That's true.
4: That's uh, true. I I actually had a question about that. So they talk about. Um, I think it's at the end of the third movie, that they give um, Antilles the, the two droids, right? And they wipe,
1: um, they wipe their minds.
4: Well, they say wipe C-3PO's mind. Yes. But they don't say that about R2-D2. They
1: don't, because he can't... Well, because no one really understands him.
4: <laughs> but Luke does.
1: Luke has a readout in his X-Wing. He doesn't understand him. Right. He has so, an interpretation.
4: But then my, well, my other question was, did R2-D2 ever meet Yoda? Uh,
2: Probably. I mean, if you look at the Clone Wars, yes. That's uh, true. Yeah.
4: So when he goes to Dagobah, he doesn't say anything about, well, I know who Yoda is. And his and his little readout thingy.
2: Well,
1: Darth Vader also doesn't say anything when he sees Threepio. That's true. He built him.
2: <laughs> there's a a really cool piece of art that I remember seeing that is on Bespin, and before Vader, you know, goes to have dinner with everybody, he walks by and he picks up C-3PO's head and looks at it, and it has like a moment. <laughs> it was a really cool piece of artwork. I mean, I can't. That's cool. You can't do justice just talking about it. I've but seen that. Yeah.
1: Well, there's also uh, Obi Wan in A New Hope. How does he not recognize them?
2: Well, he didn't own them. He said he didn't recall owning any droids. He didn't own them. He's a Jedi. He didn't no, own anything.
1: But he certainly didn't recognize well, them. No, R two D two Obi them. one.
0: Then he would he'll defer to as well. What I said was true from a from certain, certain point from of a view. certain point of view. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I know, but seriously, I mean, R two and three PO. He obviously knows who they are. He had a lot of interaction with them in the in the the prequel trilogy, and yeah. yet in <laughs> A New Hope, he. He has no inclination of recognition on them whatsoever.
2: Well, Lucas said once, like, the droids are like blenders, that you wouldn't recognize a blender that you've seen in the store 20 years ago, right?
1: Well, that's true, because, I
2: mean, C-3PO, C-3PO is
1: a protocol droid, and we saw them everywhere. This, but, there's, units, same
2: thing.
4: but there's no... Well, that's true. I mean, I guess it would be like knowing the serial number of your television. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's a good point. Because I was just about to say, none of them are, you know, they might be C something, but it's well, not always C three PO. No,
1: they do have their own call number. C three PO, R two D two. Because there's R four, you know, there's there's a whole bunch of like the the red one I think is R four,
0: R four something. Yeah,
4: but uh, still, I mean, we see the way that droids are treated in this movie, or in all throughout all the movies. Anyway, they're pretty much a second thought. So I guess it doesn't. I mean
1: they're just made to suffer
4: it's true it's their lot in life but yeah I don't know that's just one of those things that kind of goes along with like you you write all these characters in this world and then they never see each other because they're separate properties or or whatever separate Uh, stories but they exist somewhere so it kind of goes along with that how does nobody ever go wait a minute r2d2 i can attribute at least r2d2 to not knowing anything about what's going on because if it's explained somewhere um that if the droids don't get their minds wiped they kind of start going crazy it'd be like having an old hard drive from like 50 years ago or something. It's it's Cortana from
2: Halo. They start fragmenting.
4: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So I can can give that a pass, but for anybody to be like, oh, C-3PO, I remember you because you're so damn annoying, you know?
0: (laughs) (laughs) But
1: uh, you're no Jar Jar Binks.
0: (laughs) That's true. You get the same situation that uh, happens from the the Clone Wars series. You have... uh, But I I think if you actually go back and watch it, I don't know if this... (sighs) You have you have Anakin and all these missions and then there's grievous showing up all the time but then they meet for the first time in Revenge of the Sith <laughs> yeah so it's i feel yeah, like we it... i feel like we always as Star wars fans we always just well we just give it a pass because it's star wars and we just you know we just go with it because it's star wars
1: well, that's the unfortunate thing of of them writing stories in between episodes that were already written. Like, yeah. It's it's so hard to write stories and also make them fit in the course of the movies. Like, you just can't do that.
2: That's why I'm super excited for episode seven, because there is nothing known after.
1: There's yeah. nothing known after, but then my my worry is that we're going to find the same issue when they start telling the stories in that 30 years are those stories going to fit into episode seven?
4: But I feel like with, with Disney owning the property now, I feel like they'll have a better hold on that because they'll be able to allocate resources that can be managed.
1: And they've probably
4: already got it all mapped out. Yeah.
1: Right. They've probably already developed characters and situations and stories that have happened in that 30 years so that they will tie into what we're going to see in the movie.
4: Right. Or at like least I have can the totally see to...
1: Yeah, I can totally see Disney doing that. They're not like, let's just write a story. I think they've they've mapped out that 30 years of characters and events so that they all do lead up to episode 7. By the time they're all told.
0: I'm just secretly I'm on the, the hype hope train that uh, Kyle Katarn somehow makes his way into yeah. Rogue One. <laughs> that, that way, if that somehow happens, that I would be amazing.
1: Isn't he Empire Strikes Back era?
0: Shadows of the Empire, yeah.
1: Yeah, that's that's Empire Strikes Back era, though, right? hmm
2: Yeah. So how Didn't old they...
1: would he be? He'd, be? he'd be on Solo's age.
2: Yeah, they're this, about the same age. He may be a little bit older, actually. Didn't they add his ship into
4: one of the special editions or something? Like went back and well, added
0: it in. You're thinking of uh, Dash Rendar. Kyle oh, yeah.
4: Katarn,
0: Dash Rendar. Yeah, but yeah, the Outrider was in uh, shown in. I think it's it, it shown leaving the Must Eisley spaceport, or it's shown at Moss Eisley. I can't quite remember, but Kyle Katarn was uh, Dark Forces. Uh, protagonist
2: Jedi Knight
0: yep uh, yeah, I'm getting them all mixed up uh, you know it's easy
2: to do but they're all legends anyway guys it's right. it's okay they never existed Yep.
1: that's right they've been erased from history with, along with Mara jade <laughs>
3: okay.
2: so of of the the great purge that is the eu when they order sixty sixth that what is the, the biggest loss that you feel from the EU that may or may not come back? Grand Emerald Thrawn.
1: Grand, yeah, uh, Grand Emperor, yeah, Thrawn, uh, Mara Jade, and the Solo Twins.
2: But the, the Solo Twins, that storyline really kind of... It fizzled out. Like, Jaina was strong. Jaina was awesome. But then the whole Darth Kytus thing, it just didn't sit well with me.
1: I know, but it was just they were they were so ingrained in the EU like they were big characters you know that it wasn't just one story they were established characters and I just think especially Mara Jade you know like I, I just think there's so much story there that all of a sudden they're just gone you know because they were they were big they were iconic characters in the EU
0: what about um Oh, geez. Well, Boba Fett getting out of the Sarlacc. Because now that's. So, you know, what's <laughs> so, going to happen there?
2: In Aftermath, you don't. I mean, because are we going to go in that territory? Well,
1: now? in Aftermath, you get a glimpse of someone who might be uh, J- um, Boba Fett. I don't think we actually see him, do we?
2: Are we going there? No. Well, are we. Is that for your game, Aftermath? No, yeah, the, the book's been out for the a long. Book's
1: maybe. been out a while. It's not really spoiler, but we do, okay. we do catch a glimpse of someone who could very well be Boba Fett.
2: So the dude that could be Boba Fett, obviously he's the hotshot gunner guy that goes to get the the piece of armor at the armor in the box. That's Fett's armor. So I don't know if if this dude is just gonna take the mantle of Fett at that point, or if he actually would be. Because you think about it, Fett was born, quote unquote uh created as an unaltered clone. Yes, he was. It was. It was probably nine for Attack of the Clones. He'd be yeah. like,
0: yeah, eighty. Yeah,
2: he wouldn't I mean, still be. I mean, doing. mean,
0: Luke's gonna be old, and he's gonna be way older than Luke. <laughs> yeah, well, there's no That's way true. that he can be. And, the well, Force they Link use. In
4: they have. They have um growth. Well, if he is unaltered, though, yeah, then I yeah, yeah,
0: he was the yeah. All the rest are gonna be long gone at that point. But yeah, yeah uh, no, he can yeah. still be possibly around.
4: So it couldn't even be a clone that stepped in and knew about it. It'd be a no, the
2: clone thing. the clones are all gone. Yeah, they but I do think we'll see years. his armor again on somebody. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah Well,
1: definitely.
4: it's Mandalorian armor, right? And that's mm-hmm. a whole
1: that's, that's true. That's I like mean, a
0: whole thing.
1: Yep, yeah. it is just Mandalorian armor.
0: Hmm. Well, do you guys do you want to focus our? You want to focus on what we? Want to like? Are we expecting from episode seven? I mean, we've kind of danced around Star Wars as a whole. I mean, what what do you guys? I mean, i, I don't want to. I don't want to get into like so much of speculation. But I mean, what are you hoping to see from the Force Star Americans? Wars episode seven? <laughs> <laughs> a long time ago, it got too far,
2: far away. That's I want. Dude, I'm I, expecting, I see that?
1: I'm expecting to see the 20th Century Fox logo. They, oh, wait no. a minute. Wait a second! <laughs> that's not going to happen. Yeah, I, mean, I, like,
4: I expect especially... to see Mickey Mouse
0: in it somewhere. He's got to oh! be like a weird, yeah. creepy, real life alien,
1: <laughs>
4: right?
0: I'm like really looking forward to find out what happens to Luke. But I, I mean, I, I think it does. I'm not, and I don't want to say it saddens me, but I guess a little bit of me is disappointed. Like a large chunk of this movie looks to be, it's going to be Han Solo and Chewie with Ray and Finn. Like a, I, a large yeah. chunk of this movie looks like that's yeah. what it's going to be about.
1: I agree. Uh, I don't. I don't know if that disappoints me, but I I do agree that I don't think Luke is going to be in it until close to the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think personally that Luke is uh, he sort of he's gone into seclusion, like Obi Wan did. Yep. Um, I think he has not been. He did not start some new Jedi school like he did in the EU. I think he's gone and nobody knows where he is basically and i think the the first order comes up things start happening this new this new rebellion starts uh what are they calling themselves now they're not the rebellion
3: the, re- the resistance order? thank or you res-
1: the resistance so i think you know um leia han chewie they get swept up in the resistance again and they they realize that Finn is Force-sensitive. They realize that Kylo Ren is on the scene. They need Luke. And I think the majority of this movie is going to be the search for Luke.
2: Do you guys want my wild speculation? Sure. Of
0: course we do. Absolutely.
2: So it may not be super wild. But, I mean, here's what I actually think could take place. I don't. We're, we're going to see Luke in the third act. We're going to see him at the climax of the movie. He's going to come in and save the day in some way. Yep. Um, or someone is going to have to go find him to kind of pull him out of his hermit, his self-induced exile, because everything he knows about Jedi have been exile. So that's that's Luke, right? And that's why he's probably not featured very much in the materials, because he's the hermit character. He's not going to have a big action scene. Um, but so if you watch the trailer closely, when Kylo Ren... He starts to attack Finn with that saber. Finn, his face, he has like an oh crap moment, yeah. right? He's like, he kind of like- He's untrained. He He's not, yeah, he's not, he's untrained. I think he finds the saber, but I don't think that he It's I don't think he's a force sensitive guy. I think that's a, a big J.J. Abrams patented gotcha. Really? You think that that's a be Somebody herring? else. I think On so.
1: All the material, all of the posters, he is holding Luke's saber
2: but here's the thing i think that because of in the, the poster really positioned this for me rays position in the poster and how her character is kind of a feature on a lot of these trailers she's the main character she she'll be the the hero that's called upon and i think she is probably
0: the daughter of like han and leia
1: i think the same thing i think she's han and leia's daughter i really do
0: and that makes the whole sense too, with that whole you. I've seen your, I've seen your eyes line. That's right. That's
1: and she doesn't know she's force sensitive.
2: And the other thing I think is that she has a twin brother, and that's Kylo Ren.
1: <gasps> oh, oh, oh! That feeds right into the Solo twins from the EU as well.
2: I know. Right, wow. right. Is your hair standing up on your neck? That's
1: <laughs> oh, dude. That's incredible.
2: But obviously, that's just, that's what I would love to see. If that comes to, I'll be watching that movie a million times if that's what happens in this film. But I, that's just the, what I get from the positioning on the poster, the trailer, and everything else. And the, in the one trailer, we get the shot of Luke, I'm not sorry, of Han and Leia holding each other. Because there's obviously something that they're upset about. Yes. And I think, you know, I just get the feeling that that could uh, play into that.
1: Oh, dude, I think you just nailed
2: it.
0: See, that's what I just want to learn so much more about. I want to know more about Kylo Ren. I want to more know more about the Knights of Ren. Yeah, that whole thing. And yes. I mean, obviously, you want to know who is Snoke. I mean, because I believe that's who's hinted at, at towards the end of. Is it Snoke that's hinted at towards the end of aftermath, or I believe so. so. I really yeah. want to know, especially because you know, and who's
1: Captain Phasma.
0: Right, right. Oh,
2: yeah. I want to hear more about. Can her. I, Can
1: I just say though that I, you know, I haven't even seen the movie yet, but Kylo Ren is
2: already my favorite character. Kylo Ren's awesome. BB-8 is pretty cool too. I mean, come on. Uh,
1: I, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not sold on BB-8. I'm really not. I like.
2: Who do you I think like... is going to be the surprise? Like the Hulk scene of the Avengers, right? Who's going to be the surprise talked about scene that nobody thinks is coming? Jar Jar.
0: <laughs> I read something you know, while answer.
1: you mentioned Jar Jar, just real quick, in I think it was Entertainment Weekly. There was a special uh, months ago now when they started doing Star Wars uh, articles. JJ Abrams, during one of their <laughs> one of their meetings, said to the guys, he says, You know what I'm thinking? He circled someplace on the on the planet of Jakku right around the um the wreckage. He says, I'm thinking we should put Jar Jar Binks' bones right there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I do remember hearing about that one day. Uh,
1: surprise moment I, like who do you who do we think the surprise moment will be I don't know I I do want to know more about um, Captain Phasma though and that that chrome armor
0: yeah and mm-hmm. like what from like okay like the round table shots that we that were revealed when they first you know announced the main cast like who have we who from the like? What actors from those have we not kind of learned what their roles are yet?
1: I think we've seen everybody.
0: Well, haven't?
2: We haven't. We don't know That's what Max good. von yeah. Sydow is oh, doing, right? But he's probably going to be like the voice of Snoke or something like that because that would be like a, that would be amazing if he is the
0: voice. But of isn't
1: Snoke, Snoke human? Is there something about Snoopy? I don't Snoke
0: think so. we I don't, yeah, know? he's like Andy Circus had a, an interview with it and said that the reason, like, he because he's mocapping it, and the reason is is like they could because like, they asked if couldn't they couldn't do it with like prosthetics and makeup, and he said with it's something you've never seen before, and it would just be too hard to do with cosmetic makeup, so that's why it's done that way. But,
1: um, but. Who is Andy Serkis playing?
4: I believe it's Snoke.
2: He is playing Snoke. Okay,
4: he's the yeah, he's the mocap for it, but I don't think oh. he's the. Is he the voice?
2: The voice? Well, I mean, he could be because that voice in the trailer uh, we heard, yeah. you know, that that's it's been an awakening. That was Perfect. that was Serkis. So that's right. Have
0: that good voice for it. Yeah, so, so Domhnall da- Gleeson okay. so, is uh, one of the First Order officers.
1: All right. So we've never actually seen a picture of Snoke, then.
0: No.
2: No, I don't believe so. We haven't seen a picture of Snoke, Luke. Uh, have we seen a picture of uh, Maz Kanata? Yes.
0: Yeah, she's like very she's with tiny the, big, on, the okay. po- on the poster yeah, there. She's got the
1: big the big uh, okay. goggles on her face. She's she's the okay, one you hear in the trailer as well uh, about letting the force in. That's her talking.
2: Right, and then she's said something about you know I've seen yeah. those eyes. I'm seen those assuming that's before. her hand yeah.
0: too. We see handing off the lightsaber. The lightsaber.
1: Now the history with her. Apparently, she's like hundreds of years old. So, no, no hundreds. I don't know how many.
2: <laughs> I was gonna say she maybe she, yeah, great she might have, Yoda? but all apparently
1: right. that's her history. Is she's a very old being, so she has seen all of it.
0: Like, that's what I want, I'm want. i interested in learning, too, is, like, how Anakin Skywalker's lightsaber is recovered, and how did that, you know...
1: It's, it's. oh yeah, it is Anakin's, right. Luke's first
2: blade, yeah.
0: It's the one he lost in and,
1: Bespin.
2: Yeah. And, yep. like... And was there a skill to hand clutching And, like, it? don't <laughs> we
0: talk about, and I believe it's one of the interludes in Aftermath, again, isn't that Vader's lightsaber they're talking about? So, you know, if that's yep. gonna... does that appear, and...
1: Yeah, in in aftermath, they're talking about Vader's lightsaber. Um, but
0: and and jumping back onto the the Finn conversation r- real quick too. There's now that we've seen all these TV spots. A new TV spot comes out every two seconds. Now we see a scene with you know the, these the first order stormtroopers have like a a staff weapon that they're using. Like he show it shows uh, Finn with the lightsaber, and then also the the stormtrooper pulls out this some sort of um i don't know it's some sort of staff weapon so i wonder if you know he does have some sort of training from times uh, in the the core the trooper corps that he at least can somewhat handle himself with a, a a bladed weapon of that type kind of
2: yeah and i'm wondering what what that weapon is that that in the poster yeah uh, ray yeah. is actually holding on it's like a, yeah. a force pike type situation can we just say about how awesome Kylo Ren's lightsaber is? I know when it was first revealed, people were like downplaying it, but I have always loved that design ever since it came out and how, how it's a it's jagged it's, the jagged yes, blade it's, looks. It's the
1: jagged oh, blade so I like. Nice. And the reason they do that is because he's an untrained, he's untrained Jedi, untrained Sith. He, he's no one's ever taught him how to make a blade. Right. And that's why his blade looks mm-hmm. like that. And I think that is so cool.
3: Yeah. It's, um.
1: I, I don't know how I feel like I don't, you know the crossblade doesn't bother me. What bothers me is just how easy it seems. Like it could, you could hurt yourself with that. It just seems impractical. That's well, all. Back,
2: back in broadsword days, back in medieval England. Yes, that's but not what with
1: lightsabers. Though. I mean, right? Like they.
2: <laughs> no, but I mean, it would still break your wrist if you if you yeah, swing it suppose. the wrong way.
4: There might, there so might be hack a at it. part where he actually uses it. Just to justify the fact that it's there. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, let's be real for a second, right? We're not going to see the the flips and you know all those twirling of the lightsaber no. that we saw before, because none of these people have had lightsaber training. They're all just well, trying not to cut their own arm off when they're No, and, and that's when that's what uh,
1: Abrams has said is he's going back to the real battles, like from the original trilogy, right? They're not mm-hmm. they're not doing this these amazing battles like we saw in the the, yeah they're not doing the flippy jumps they're doing sword battles although what they're doing
4: Luke does jump over Darth Vader one time (laughs) but it's much it's not like I'm going to jump three stories and then wait for you to get up here too because yeah I I just want to change the scenery
1: right but we're also talking about people who have not been trained in the force
2: yes exactly so it is going
1: to be a lot more of a primal uh, sword battle
2: I think it'd be interesting if they were able to, if they kind of go on and Luke has holocrons or something from the Jedi Council. If we get a cameo of, oh my God, dude. dude, I will lose Seriously? my mind. Well,
4: I was just going to say, what about the force ghosts? Because that's still canon that you can become a force ghost.
1: So maybe Obi-Wan could still be in it, you mean?
4: Yeah. Well, any anybody would be who's amazing. been a force ghost.
1: Yeah. Well, maybe he's communing with Obi-Wan this whole time.
4: Because I wonder, Mm -hmm. yeah, I wonder if, well, because Yoda became a Force Ghost too. Yeah. And Anakin. And Hayden Christensen. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) They're both there. (laughs) There's two different ones. Um, And maybe he, maybe instead of, um, uh, because I think maybe he could be on a mission to collect Jedi uh, remnants. and Artifacts. Artifacts, yeah, because there's the holocrons and all that stuff still lying about somewhere. So he might instead of being in it, because my question is, what would put Luke in exile or not exile, but like in hiding?
1: I think the fact that he almost turned to the dark side. I think that he doesn't
2: he doesn't understand, he doesn't his, understand, understand
1: power. his power. I think maybe his the whole battle with Darth Vader. I think he's afraid of what his Raising power might questions. be coming. He, yes, he's questioning his own abilities. He realized how close he became. He sorry, how close he came to becoming Darth Vader, mm-hmm. yeah. I think that whole battle just scared him. Period. And he was afraid of what might happen, so he wanted to get away from it all. And, and maybe, I, I don't know, just like on from a Jedi point of view, just to meditate and try to uh, I don't know, calm his powers to get better control over them. You're gravely mistaken. <laughs> well, maybe I am. <laughs> I'm not afraid. <laughs> I Are you sure? Turn, and you'll be forced to kill me.
2: If that is your destiny. Don't do that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh. Strike me down.
2: <laughs> Guys, I am so looking forward to this movie. I can't believe it's this movie. I know,
1: right? I, know. Oh.
4: I remember thinking, December, that's going to be never, practically.
2: I remember thinking twenty fifteen, right? <laughs> yeah. That was
1: like two years ago. That's, that's too that's long. True. Now it's that's like true. two days away. I'm seeing it Thursday night and then Friday
2: morning. Mm-hmm. <sighs> seeing it at seven o'clock, then so ten twenty, then Nate, I'll probably you see it again. You you have Friday a morning.
0: Off. <laughs> so Thursday what are you gonna do? Friday. How are you gonna fill all that time?
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You took um, Thursday off. You're just gonna be like, you
2: know how long that day is gonna be? So there's something called a line. Uh, I don't know if you've heard of it or not. In in England, they call it a queue, where you actually go stand oh, and wait. Oh, see, here
1: for... in Canada, we have a thing called <laughs> assigned seating. Oh
4: god,
0: I wish we had
2: that. Oh, so I
1: wish I I, always, had that. I almost oh, bought totally IMAX
4: did. tickets just for assigned seating.
1: No, our theater has uh, just last year they implemented for most theaters for most movies, it's all assigned seating. So when I ordered my tickets online, I am in in on Friday morning. I'm in e, uh, seat E twelve and on thursday night i'm in seat e20 i believe so it's five rows up from the from the entrance which is where i like to be and it's not quite center but it's still a pretty good spot but i i can show up 5 minutes before the show starts and i cuz it's mm. assigned seating i just walk in and sit down
2: so that's an aspect that i do like however I also do like the aspect of actually doing the whole communal waiting in line experience. And then because when Revenge of the Sith came out, I was the first one in line for this theater to see it there as well. But that was in May. So that the weather was a lot nicer. I'm not sure what the weather's going to be like if we're actually going to be outside or inside uh, for uh, Friday, Thursday. But the whole experience meeting people in line, talking with them. I'm going to be dressed up as a Jedi, obviously. I mean, I got my lightsaber and everything ready to go. So it's going to be fun just to to experience the communal. And w- during the movie, the energy that will be in that theater, because it's a sold out theater, the seven o'clock and the 1020 and a lot of the other time frames. But the, both of the ones I'm on going to. Are oh, yeah, they are movie. here, too. And it's going to be amazing because everybody there wants to be there for the yep. exact same reason. And we're all going to be cheering at the exact same parts. We're going to be it's going to be such an amazing ride to be on that will never be able to be. repeated. Oh yeah. And and that's, yeah. Um, I did the
1: same thing for episode one. I stood in line for four hours to get my tickets three weeks before the movie. And then I went to the movie, the night of, like I got the midnight tickets. I did the same thing then as I'm doing this week, I got midnight. And then again at like 11 AM, I think that was this time it's 10 AM. But, uh, I went and I stood in line for several hours before the movie started and it was just like you're with family. You know? It's yes. it's incredible.
2: It's a yeah. mini convention type situation.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I wish I had a Jedi outfit.
0: <laughs> see, that, see that's what i debating <laughs> because I have I work I'm working a normal day, I'll be out at four, come home, tend to the dog, grab a bite of tea, and so our tickets are for seven thirty. There's one showing before ours at seven. And our our theater right by is inside of a mall. So I got, you know, Plenty of, you know, that's just like what time do I get there? At first, I was thinking, well, I definitely need to get there by seven. So I'm thinking, no, I'm probably going to get there like six thirty. My wife's not going to get out of work until she won't get there until almost seven. So I'm just like killing time. But Nathan, you need to have some cards. You walk around. Nathan Thomas, that's entertaining. You should listen to it. Nathan Thomas, that's entertaining.
2: <laughs> <laughs> do you find this line to be entertaining? Your thoughts? <laughs>
0: Hey, I do, I do a podcast. I need some content. Can I interview you for a second? Let's hear what this line experience is. all
2: about. <laughs> What's the deal with that? I need to actually look. <laughs> What's the deal with lines? Um, So I need to actually figure out a way to record stuff on my iPhone so I can just take that around and maybe get a little bit of a,
0: it's a voice memo. feedback.
2: Is that the best thing there to use for that?
0: There might be some app you can download.
1: There's probably apps to it, but voice memo will do it for sure.
0: There actually, there's. Will it,
2: will it be good? There at a, was some
0: app my wife had talked to me and emailed me about it and saw something for. Um, let me see if I can find it here real quick. Podcasting app. And this is compelling. good radio right now. I was just going to say compelling podcast.
4: This, right this here. is good
1: radio. <laughs> yep. That's how we do things. <laughs>
3: uh,
1: are you guys hopeful for episode seven? Do you? Yes. I mean, we, we all look down on episode one. I mean, I'm going to. I'm going to be honest with you. No, we don't look look down down on on it either. Okay, personally, I just don't. I mean, it's Star Wars. I loved it then. I love it now. Um, I know a lot of people hate Jar Jar, but you know what? I'll I'll say it now, and I know a lot of people disagree with me. Jar Jar in Episode One was the C-3PO because C-3PO was not in it. He was just built. He was not a character in the sh- in the movie so jar jar was the comedic release well, r- relief you know
4: Rewatching it for me i i don't like i look at it that way too i don't particularly like him but i understand why he's there but he's actually not in it past the first like once they get past the gungan town underwater he's actually not in it that much After no that. he's
1: not he's not the only thing for me personally that i think could have redeemed him as a character uh, uh just from being the bub- bumbling idiot was w- if he took the final battle more serious and he wasn't just that clown in this very serious battle
4: yeah he had a right one note.
2: Arc. yeah um because the gungans were actually cutting warriors right
1: look now it. if he had actually smartened up and become you know he didn't have to be a perfect warrior but at least if he tried i think his character would I have fi- been redeemed
4: I think we I think he did try and that's that was cuz he got kicked out for being clumsy for goodness sake. Like <laughs> he must have been really bad to be could you imagine being kicked out of anywhere just because uh you're clumsy? Like I don't think he has the capacity to be anything other than what he is, but that's a problem with writing his character that yeah. way though. But
1: look what they did with him in episode 2 and 3. He became this very serious diplomat.
4: Yeah. I almost feel yeah. like the backlash forced him to just kind of be like, all right, yep. maybe I shouldn't.
1: Yep, I agree. But but honestly, that serious diplomat would have made more sense had he become a little bit more serious during the battle.
4: Right. Well, and you can be clumsy and still be a diplomat. You don't have to be true. a lawyer to be a diplomat. So That's true. If he would have just found something that he was better at, which he kind of did in the other episodes, but before that, during you know his – his introduction into the series, they definitely could have done more with him. Yeah. Cause I mean, even C-3PO and R2-D2, even though they joke around and stuff, at least they have story. Um, they actually have relevance to the story itself and advancing the story. Or at least you know, R2-D2 does. Yeah. R2. Yeah, exactly. C-3PO,
1: however, in uh, Attack of the Clones, I mean, wasn't he, or no, was it, re- Revenge of the Sith, where he became um, his head was tra- was transplanted onto a droid. That was the second exactly one. one. Yeah. That was the second. Yeah, I mean, honestly, people complain about Jar Jar, but if you look at three PO in that episode, he was Jar Jar.
4: Yeah, that's all he did was mm-hmm. f- he fell into things and yeah. became other things and went. Oh no!
2: Yeah, he. The only thing that three PO didn't do in episode two was a.
1: <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> right and yet people love 3PO it's okay for 3PO to be that silly but it's not okay for jar jar
4: i don't know yeah no it's it's true
2: so how would you rank your movies i did this recently on when we did the uh, the whole series i ranked them on the last one how would you guys rank your your series
1: I like best
4: to worst
2: uh let's go worst to best oh worst gosh worst to best but it's all oh. Star Wars, so there's no worst, really, right? It's all Star Wars. It's all good. But which is your least favorite? Episode two. I'd agree with that.
1: Really? Yeah. Attack it's... of the
0: Clones. Yep.
2: There's one good scene, and that's, like, at the very end of the movie when the clones actually come, but everything else is horrendous.
0: Hmm. See, Liam Neeson I would... saves episode one for me and Maul, so.
2: Oh,
1: agreed. I-, I hated the fact that they both died in that film. Mm-hmm. Um,
4: the One and two are are equally as bad for different reasons for me. So I can't. I mean, they might as well take up the same bottom slot. I know that's kind of a cop out, but but there's sand I, I still think is the coarse. first. And I still I, I think the <laughs> I think the first one has problems. Like uh, yippee! Or, now this is wizarding. That's a good trick. That's a good tr- it's like no, it's not pod racing. It's flying a starfighter. It's completely different. Yeah,
1: so I would rank them from least favorite to most favorite, if that's even a term. <laughs> <laughs> so I would, most preferred.
2: There you go. Yeah,
1: I would uh, go, go one, two, uh, one, two, four, um, three. One, two, four, three, six, five, or six, wow, three, we, five.
4: We have the exact same layout, because I typed mine out so that I could see it <laughs> yeah. in in so, my mind. And we have the exact same layout. I'm in complete agreement with you. What
1: Yeah, one, sorry. Yeah, so one, two, four, th- three, six, five. I heard six, three, five, I think. I can't remember. Is that an area code? Yeah, <laughs> seriously. It sounds like it, right? <laughs>
4: three three six five for me, for sure. Three, six. <laughs>
1: yes, yeah. yeah. Um, of the, yeah, exactly. Cause uh, honestly, the original Star Wars, I mean, it's, it's Star Wars. I've, I've seen it literally over a hundred times. Uh, I'll never get tired of Star Wars, but the, if you look at the original Star Wars and look at just the story, nothing happens in that story.
4: It's very archetypal. It it follows like the hero's journey to a T. So if yeah. you know, like the hero's journey, it's, it's just like, well, it's just like what he based the whole thing off from yeah, the series agreed. that he remembered as a kid. So but, yeah, there's not a lot there. Really. No,
1: there's like substance wise, there's there's really nothing there. He he gets on you know, he grows up on the planet, he gets off the planet, he goes to the Death Star, escapes the Death Star, and then blows it up. That's literally all that happens. You know, there's there's not a whole lot of stuff going on there. It's a great movie, don't get me wrong, but you know, story wise, there's not a whole lot happening in, in the original Star Wars. Agreed. But uh, Empire Strikes Back is definitely the best of all of them. Question is, can episode seven top that?
2: So what puts episode five above episode six for you?
1: I have never been a huge fan of six. I, I, And, and it's one of those things I can't place my finger on exactly why. I just, there's something about six that just never sat right with me.
2: I kind of, because when I was watching him, go go ahead.
4: Oh, I was just going to say, I kind of like, I put five over six because it's a look. I mean, it's the darker of the trilogy of the original trilogy, but also I feel like the, the, um, everybody besides Luke has a little bit more to do in that film and become heroes in that movie, like Leia and Han Solo and Chewbacca, like they do a little bit more. And I like to see that because then Return of the Jedi to me is just, you know, Luke coming back as a Jedi. He's returning as a Jedi. Imagine that. I wonder where they got the name from. But for Empire Strikes Back, I just feel like when you watch that movie, you're just like
1: there's more character to it.
4: Yeah, exactly. I feel like there's a little more character and it really sets up the next movie and I, I can appreciate that. Because to me, six wouldn't be as good without five, obviously. So true. Like, I lo- I like that setup. I like to end on the uh, I like the way that it ends where you're just like, man, where are we going to go from here? What the hell? E- what, what's going to e- happen next?
1: I, I think episode five moves better. There's there's more action. There's it just keeps moving, whereas mm-hmm. six has a lot of lull moments. Like the whole mo the whole scene in the Ewok village when they think three PO is a god and all all that stuff. It just feels like it drags. You know that mm. it just it, I don't know it. Because, whereas yeah. Empire Empire just keeps moving and keeps moving.
2: See, I get the feeling that Empire. I'm sorry, Jedi never really drags for me when I watch it. Because uh, that's the one I'm, I've watched most recently, obviously. But in that movie, I realized that it has most of my favorite character, Palpatine. Right? He is center stage in that movie, and he's not just giving a uh, giving a transmission like he does in Episode Five. And you have, in my opinion, the the best lightsaber fight in Episode Six. And it's not because of the stunts or anything like that. It's because of the emotion, the music, the culmination of father versus son. Son trying to save his father, and it just the whole, the emotion behind that fight seals it for me. Um, but then you also have the Rancor scene, right? You get this great fight with the Rancor. That the first time you see that, uh, you get the whole java's sail barge. Java dies. Everything blows up in the beginning. It was a, a great opening scene. Yeah. And then you get Yoda, and you get the revelation of Luke and Leia okay. being brother and sister. You get. Obi-Wan finally coming clean about... Yeah, Anakin was actually Darth Vader. Sorry about that whole line. From a, a certain point of view. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you get all these... I mean, most of the quotes that I quote from Star Wars come from Return of the Jedi.
1: Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I, I It's Star Wars. I love Star Wars. Just as, you know, I love Star Trek the same way. I'm not going to get off on Star Trek, but, you know, because the new trailer came out today.
2: Trying to and, get some of that
1: thunder. Well, yeah, but it's supposed to air before Star Wars anyway.
2: Yeah, it's on it's on the disc.
1: Yeah, it got it got leaked, so I guess they decided to uh to put it out anyway. But uh you know, I, I am a, when it comes to myself, I am a fan of Star Wars and Star Trek. I don't care what you do to the franchise, I will be its fan. I will be there to watch it. I love Star Wars. I love Star Trek. I mean, you show me a trailer, I will be excited for it.
3: Mm-hmm. Period.
1: It's just, I I think I've spent more time watching and listening to Empire Strikes Back than I have all the other films. And that's maybe the reason why it stands out for me. When I was a kid, I had the the abridged audio production of Empire Strikes Back. It was literally the audio from the movie put on a record in an abridged format. And I had a copy of it on cassette tape. And I listened oh, wow. to it over... And over again. I had that thing memorized. You know, I pretty much know the opening scrawl from Empire Strikes Back by heart because of listening to that. And I think that's maybe why it uh, it stands out in my mind as, as my favorite.
2: Because mm-hmm. the the nostalgia factor.
1: It's the nostalgia factor, for sure.
2: So that, that brings an interesting point of view for me then, because... So I wasn't alive when these movies first came out. I wasn't alive in 77. I wasn't even a twinkle in my parents' eye, right? It was, (laughs) I wasn't born until 87. So as long as I can remember, I've always had the classic trilogy. I've always had Star Wars. I, I, I can't honestly remember the first time that I was exposed to it because it's always been. And I think I may have actually seen Jedi before A New Hope, just thinking back to it. But going back... And I think I always knew that Luke and Vader were father and son. So I never got any of those big reveals, mm. right? It's just always been in my consciousness. So I think if I was able to go back and forget episode four, five, and six, watch them again with fresh eyes and not knowing what was going to happen, I may be the same way. But because I don't have that nostalgia factor, I think that's probably why I come at it with this way. And that's why I like episode three a lot, too, is probably because that I'm... I'm really the the, uh, the target demographic, I think, for the prequels, because I was uh, 12 when episode one came out, and Anakin was, what, 11 in that movie or nine? He was nine. He was nine. So he was my viewpoint character. Yeah, I didn't really care for him all that much, but, you know, seeing that character grow and, you know, become Darth Vader and things like that, it, it, it demystifies Vader, but still Vader, and you look at the original trilogies of this amazing guy. But the circle back around then to Luke fighting Vader at the end and still wanting to save his father, save the kid that I knew when I was his age, and the emotion that comes with that that wasn't really there before that the prequels kind of gave me, I think that makes Return of the Jedi stand out more for me, quite honestly, and a subconscious level, like you know, there's it's hard to explain, but I think that might lend more of a reason why that no that and that's fair i mean you, that that has more meaning for
1: you uh, i remember uh so in in 1980 it was when empire came back come out and i was nine um i remember you know the big reveal i am your father and i i remember on the school bus debating whether that was true or not <laughs> Seriously, like all the That's kids awesome. was like, do you believe that? Can you believe Darth Vader is Luke's father? No, there's no way. He's lying. You know, like it was a big debate with us about whether or not that was true. It 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 held such meaning to us. It truly was a a massive mind blow. You know what I mean? Like, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's it's you know, it's thirty years old now it's it's everybody knows it to be true but imagine watching it for the first time in 1980 as nine years old mm-hmm. you know the the age you were when you saw episode one you know imagine getting that reveal in the theater and it blowing your mind that this could possibly be true
2: mm-hmm. i
1: am your father oh. No,
2: spoiler. that's
1: not true. That's impossible.
2: That is correct.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> so Jason, you didn't get a chance to give your uh, ranking. How would you rank your, you know, your films?
0: Fr- um, pretty similar to what we have here. Like I've already stated, Um, but episode two is my bottom. Episode one, episode four, then episode three, episode six, episode five
2: so I'm the only one in this group that likes Jedi the most.
0: Previously, I would have liked, I I would say up until a few years ago, I always did like Jedi um, just because I I liked I think growing up, I was always I I was more into Luke's character or like the the story of Luke and it's like, oh, being a Jedi was a cool thing. And then as I got older, I kind of became more nabbered with the Empire which is why you see the rise of Empire Strikes Back because Hoth and bad guys win and just that that side of things, Traitor. but um, I I I can't un- with with the Jedi I can't unhear what ever since uh, one podcast I heard it called it's the Muppet Star Wars and that's, <laughs> all, that's all I can think of it of now. But I do love um what Jabba is in that movie. I love like I just, I love how believable that puppet is pulled off. Mm-hmm. It's so oh, it's easy incredible. to look at that and think that that's just a, a living, breathing character. And that's what I love about Star Wars and the practical effects. And I just, I, that's well, probably the, the biggest failing about the, the special editions is those 1997. That's everywhere on that. And now you try to watch yeah. those and it's so dated looking.
4: Well, I was going to say, I think five is the, I feel like it's the least altered out of all of them. Especially, I mean, I cannot forgive that song in in six. Like
1: No, and in I
4: cringe.
1: This honestly, the special edition of Empire is the best of the special editions because the stuff that it does add actually looks better. Like the when they're running through Cloud City and they open it up a little more. Like they add windows and they like Mm -hmm. that. Okay, that looks better. It actually it made sense to add that. in
4: general looked better.
1: Yeah, exactly. So to me, the special edition of empire is the, it makes sense. There's nothing in there that doesn't make sense.
2: There's one thing about the special edition that I didn't care for upon rewatching it. Um, and it's not a big deal or anything. It's at the very last scene of the movie when originally it would end with Han, or I'm sorry, Luke and Leia looking off, you know, at the, was that a star out of, after, out of the medical frigate? Yep, yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. It would close right there. Yes. But now there it shows this you know 15-second shot of the, of the fleet moving off. Oh, I right. Just thought it was, I just thought it was more impactful to, to close it with them, the, with our heroes, looking off, watching uh, Chewbacca and Lon, Lando go get Han. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's it's a good point but actually I don't mind that shot cuz it shows them kind of flying off in quote unquote into the sunset but but no I I get that. Um you're right cuz they're watching they're watching Lando leave with Chewbacca to go get Han. Mm-hmm. And then they just end it with them staring out the window. But yeah, you're right that special edition added the the frigate flying away. mm
2: mm-hmm. Mhm. And it's not a big deal. It's like a 15-second thing, but I wish they would have shown that frigate kind of moving into formation before and still closed on our heroes looking off at the sun. Yeah. Kind of like a callback to A New Hope when when Luke is looking off into the distance, you know? Exactly. He's. You look at the end of that movie, he just found out that Vader is his father. He's he's looking out, and the, the emotional impact of that, he's still weighing on him when he's looking out at the sun. You can just imagine what's going through his mind. He's thinking about this. He's got a new hand and everything. He's just... Our hero has been hurt, emotionally, physically, and now he's just looking off into the sunset, into the future, because he knows he has to go back out there. It just kind of it takes away from that emotion just a little bit when it cuts over to the ships.
1: With his arm around the woman, we have yet to realize is his sister. Mm
2: -hmm. (laughs) But I mean, you you can appreciate that because she came back and got him. I mean, oh yeah,
1: (laughs) yeah. (laughs) When she hurt him, right? Mm -hmm. That kind of hinted to the fact that she can. Feel him just like uh, Vader could.
2: Is, so, did you being and first seeing it in nineteen eighty? Did you ever pick up on the fact that Luke and Leia were brother and sister, or that Leia had the Force, or that she was the other that was referred to?
1: Uh, I believe I did actually. I don't. I can't say for sure, but I was. I'm pretty darn sure that I understood who that other was. That the other was Leia,
2: because there were some people that thought it might be Han.
1: No, I was pretty sure because of the fact that when he called out, she heard him. Right? right. She knew where he was. Right. She was the only one that felt his presence in in the force. Mm-hmm. And I think even at nine years old, I think I understood that. Okay. So I, what- I'm very, very hopeful for episode seven, honestly. Uh oh, for a couple reasons. Me. It's, you know, practical effects. Uh, they freaking built the Millennium Falcon for this film. <laughs> mm-hmm. What? Right, right. You know?
2: X-Wings.
1: X-Wings. They built BB-8. Well, they built literally built BB-8. Exactly. He is a working droid. You know? I... Practical effects. I mean, J.J. Abrams. Honestly, I, I like J.J. Abrams. I've liked everything he's done. So I know he's going to do a good job with it.
4: I'm excited for the practical effects as well, because one thing I never noticed watching the trilogies back to back is that in the first three, there's almost almost not one room is actually real. And I noticed the difference the most when they go to Bespin, because a lot of the rooms are similar to what they tried to create in 3D for the first three movies. And it just looks so much better and so yeah. much more natural because people can actually like use the the layout of the room to their advantage as opposing as opposed to having to pretend like
3: yep.
4: uh you know there's things there or whatever. And it it never bothered me until I rewatched them recently and it's just and they so ca- obvious.
1: They cast real shadows.
4: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah, that's it sounds silly, but to go back to practical effects, like ships and stuff like that don't bother me too much, but we right. try to do like set design that's i mean yeah why wouldn't you do set design it just seems ridiculous
1: yeah no i mean everything about the prequels was they were everything was green screen it didn't matter what they where they were it was green screen and it's like really you can't just build you can't build palpatine's office why does it have to be green screen
2: phantom menace had practical effects too but episode two and three were all digital
4: it's hard to tell. I, I don't even know what a practical effect in the first one would have been. I don't know. I mean, they couldn't even go out to a grass field, like a real grass field, to simulate Naboo.
2: Really? In episode two? Episode in, one?
4: No, in the first one. Like when they're—if you look at like uh, the, the, the the outside one during the battle, it's all oh. fake.
1: Okay. Yeah, the whole thing—it's all CGI. Which,
4: I can kind of understand because then they don't have to worry about, not to get too technical, but they don't have to worry about like the placement of a tank in real, in relation to the real ground or anything like that. But I think it was poor, in hindsight, it was poor planning because now it just, it looks like a PlayStation cutscene.
1: <laughs> yeah, but if you think about, think about that battle. There were no humans in it, period.
4: Yeah, that's true.
1: Like everything about that battle had to be CGI. It was all droids, right? And and yep. gunkins. It was all CGI, one hundred percent.
4: That's true. So they probably just thought, well, it'll just be easier in the long run to. Yep. <laughs>
1: Even the battle <laughs> up in space way.
4: was. It's all
1: CGI. It's all spaceships.
4: They couldn't right? find like two thousand mocap people to put on suits and become the <laughs> become all of the the freaking people that are in that. Yeah, I don't know. It's just. Well, it'll be interesting, and I guess that's kind of the issue. Like, for me, my hopes with um, Seven, and so far it looks to be true, is that I don't mind if there's a larger battle, but with the practical effects, I feel like they more often focus on the smaller skirmishes that are happening inside of a battle. Yes. And I think that that will play out a lot better than trying to show the magnitude of – the battle, as it were, like you—you'll see it every once in a while in like Empire Strikes Back, where you get to see the at in the distance and everything, and that's cool. But uh, it only yeah. lasts for a few seconds. They don't have this long, drawn out like, let's everyone meet up at the battlefield and then we'll start fighting. Can I <laughs> can I just
1: nerd out for a second about some of the scenes we've already seen from Episode Seven? So we see we see the Millennium Falcon being chased by uh, Tie Fighters on the surface of a planet. Jakku? Uh, how? The, well, I don't know if it's Jakku or not because it has. Yeah, it is. It is. So Jakku mm-hmm. has more than one ecosystem. Wow. Um, <laughs> but wait a second, Tie Fighters? How the heck do Tie Fighters fly in the air in the atmosphere? What keeps them afloat? <laughs> what, for that matter, what keeps the Millennium Falcon afloat in the atmosphere? Right. Usually, the Millennium Falcon takes off like a rocket into space. How the heck can it fly in the atmosphere?
2: Well, the Tie Fighters have eh, flown in the atmosphere before, though, in all the movies. Are they? Because like, you, if you look at in Episode Three, they had the the fighters and stuff flying in the atmosphere on different planets, and then in Rebels, they've had Tie Fighters flying around on Lothal and things like that. Uh, but it would make sense because it, it wouldn't matter if you're in space or if you're on a on a planet, you still would have the – this is all hypothetical science, obviously. <laughs> you still have your, your engine pro- moving you along in the same pattern to keep you just at whatever distance you are, taking gravity to, into account with the computer to just keep you elevated.
4: Right. They, it would do the calculations to make sure that it felt the same no matter where you are. I right. would assume.
1: Well, I just – I. I- I don't know. I would think that it needs some kind of uh, vertical thruster to keep it off the ground, but they don't. Right? Yeah, that's true. It just seems strange that they're the TIE fighters of all things. X-Wings, I could understand because they kind of look like airplanes. Okay. (laughs) But the Millennium Falcon and TIE fighters actually getting lift, there is nothing on them to give them lift. Right, the whole point of an airplane's wing is to literally lift them on the air, to keep them on the air. But the Tie Fighters don't have anything like that. It's just—I saw that. I'm like, wait a second, you can't do that. <laughs> Tie Fighters can't fly in the atmosphere. I like, not with I like them, Star Wars. Not with the mo- <laughs> not with the motions they're doing, the maneuvers.
4: Uh, why do you? Why do you hate Star
0: Wars? I don't understand.
1: Star Wars is the worst thing ever created.
0: Why is Graham on this podcast all of a sudden? <laughs> <laughs> oh
1: wow. Graham, I want to know why you hate Star Wars.
2: <laughs> There's one more big thing I want to touch on too. It, but I didn't want to cut you off. Is there anything else no, you want to no, geek out about? No, that was I just okay. I
1: wanted to kind of nerd out about that because it's like, wait a second, that just doesn't make sense. But
2: like I, I do, think, love, I do love that scene when they have the uh the X Wing shooting the TIE fighter in, in that trailer too. But so the other thing I want to geek out about on my own little level. The music by John Williams in the entire saga is masterful. Oh, yeah. Each movie has its own, you know, great suite of songs. Um, I'm super excited to hear the new score for The Force Awakens. Oh, yes. But my question to you guys, because I was asked this question the other day, and I honestly don't think I can answer it. What is your favorite Star Wars song or music from the from the uh, John Williams score across the oh. whole saga, there's oh, wow. so much that's good.
1: I, I I think it's the Darth Maul battle
2: duel with of the, the
1: fates. with yeah, duel of the fates with the voices.
2: Yeah, I mean, because duel of the fates always comes to mind. Battle of the Heroes comes to mind. Uh, you know, the Imperial March obviously comes to mind. The Emperor's yeah. Throne Room. The asteroid escape scene on Episode 5. The ceremony,
1: the, the throne, the actual throne yeah. room at the end of Episode uh, 4.
2: Yes, there, there's so much. Yub nub. Yes,
1: exactly. <laughs> yeah. The original ending. Exactly. To
2: Return of the Jedi. There's so much excellent, high quality, masterpiece class music that we get from the Star Wars films I just – I can't choose a favorite piece because there's just too many that are excellent.
1: I have to say that every time I see the trailer, I literally get emotional from the music and the visuals. It's like – Yeah. It, I, I do. I get goosebumps and I get
4: emotional. It's like I just – I seriously can't wait now, for Thursday night. That's that's Princess <sighs> Leia's theme, right? Yes. The one that they kind of reworked into the score for the trailer?
1: Well, it's Han
2: and Leia's theme. Well, okay. and see
1: – and see, they're playing it when we see Ray.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. they played it during the whole thing, right?
1: But, but, but it's really those trailers, hits the... yeah, it's because Ray is there, right? And that's why I think uh, who was it that said they, they think Ray and Kylo are are the the solo twins? Yeah, was that Nathan? Was that you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that yeah. Something. I think I think you're. I th- I, w- I would not bet against you. I think you've. You think I think you've hit the nail on the head right there.
2: I would just if that happens, I will be in love with this movie toward till the end of time. This will probably jump to my number <laughs> one if that one thing is true. Seriously, it's
1: incredible. I I I, I can't wait. Seriously, is uh, it th- is it Thursday yet? <laughs> when does this we're, podcast we're, release? We're, we're, drawing, release Thursday? we're
0: getting closer every second. It'll yeah. it'll, it'll
4: release tomorrow. So. All of our it'll be it'll be proven that if anything that we have said tonight is to come true, we have proof that we said it before the movie came out.
2: Can we do a special edition of this podcast after it comes out and just correct everything? Yeah. <laughs> well, as, everything l- as
4: long as wrong. as long as I can just add like sound effects for for no reason whatsoever, you know, just to make just to really liven it up, you know, because you haven't mm-hmm. done that yet. No, I mean. <laughs> there, there's some production value for you. Yeah, there you go.
0: I need a uh, imperial probe droid sound effect now.
4: Um, hmm, I, I might be able to get that for you. It, it just kind of depends. They have it really. The way that they have things like listed in here is kind of weird because. When you go to sound effects, they have um, they have them listed per like thing, like event during the movies, but also yeah. per like droids or something like that.
0: You failed me for the last time, Commander.
4: That's about as close as I'm going to get.
0: Uh, oh no! A, wait, maybe, that's maybe not. That's an interrogation droid. There
2: you go. There, there it is. is. I knew
4: that's I'd easy. find it if I. That's it doesn't that it sound he's like he's saying system.
1: something about the princess yep. right oh, yeah. Yeah, every time thing. I hear that it sounds like he's saying princess I
2: hear him found- saying system
3: no, no.
0: so many things
4: these are the systems this is the princess <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I'd like a order of fries
2: yeah. <laughs> latte with cream <laughs> <laughs> oh man you, um, you don't milk. hear the other side, which is this uh, really, st- uh, not stuffy, but this really staticky, uh, nasally kid.
4: on friend, 5.55. <laughs> Please pull around. Do <laughs> you want to supersize that for a quarter?
1: Oh, if I wanted God. to supersize
4: it, I'd tell you I'd want to supersize it.
1: Get us out of here, Joey. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I think we're getting way off track now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: we're derailing. We're dealing in classic flux to pose fa- fashion. Unless, Seriously, unless you're taking us dying. all down with you, derailing. <laughs> hey, hard. but I'm
2: glad we didn't divulge into like you know Palpatine time on this one. <laughs> that's, oh, no,
0: that's a good point.
2: But we still have time. Oh no,
0: I think I think we kind of all have that. We're like we have uh, have yep. expectations, but we're keeping them um, somewhat controlled. You know, I'm not, dude, I, I'm full on expectation. Oh, I am fully ready to be
4: completely blown away. I don't want to go within, in with any negative energy. I am going to go in with, it's a clean slate. Yeah. They have nothing to prove to me. Just dude. I just want it to be good. That's all I want.
1: I'm going I to see it Kleenex
4: twice because... in 12 hours. Like, hello. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you I'm going to see it twice good. back to back. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I might need my wife to bring Kleenex because obviously my Jedi robe—I really, like, don't have any pockets. Because I might break into tears when I see the Star Wars logo appear on the screen with the big clash of the, you know, the opening scroll music, and just—I am beyond excited for this film. It's So it's, beautiful! It's a fever pitch right now for me. I—it's—I uh, speechless. <laughs> yeah. Oh, for sure. <laughs>
4: Uh, I'm I'm right there with you. I'm very excited and I just I don't even I don't even I try to avoid as much stuff as I could because and which is hard about the movie because I just want to go and see it. I don't want to know much about it. And which is why I hardly know any of the character names and yeah, I just I just I don't hold any expectations towards it other than I just want it to be a good movie and follow the principles of movie making that make movies good. If they can do that, then I'll be happy. If if it's just all political stuff and, and we just watch a bunch of people stand around in rooms and talk about things, about how this is the sound of a republic dying or whatever, <laughs> then I'm going to...
2: What if you know, Captain Phasma's was a tax collector? So what
4: you're saying is, <laughs> is you don't want it to
1: be uh, Star Wars Aftermath. Because that's See, what I, Aftermath I, is.
4: Oh, God. I have not read it, and I don't think I want to now. Because, yeah, that oh. sounds horrible.
1: Well, um, who was it that also read it? Nathan, was it you that read it?
2: I've read it, and so has Jason. W- would yeah. you
1: agree that that's essentially what it is?
2: It is not worth... I mean... It- There are moments of kinda interesting stuff, but that's all the interlude stuff. Yes. It could be distilled down to like a ten page book. Yeah,
1: I I could I can't I couldn't even tell you after I read the book who the characters were. I couldn't keep anyone straight. Yeah.
2: All I remember is there's a bounty hunter, there's the father and or the mother and the son, and then there's the ex-Imperial Agent. What about, like what about Mr.
0: Characters. Bones? Well, Mr. Oh, Mr. – okay, yeah. seriously,
1: of all oh the characters, God, Mr. What? Bones was the best character, and all I could think of was, I want to see Mr. Bones in
2: the movie. <sighs> I kind of thought about HK-47 a little bit.
1: Yeah, but Mr. Bones, holy crap, the best character ever. He's the only character I cared about in that whole book. Honestly, the other characters, they kept mentioning their names, and I'm like, I can't remember who anyone is.
2: Mm-hmm. What is Mr. Bones? He, He's a droid, he's, he, uh, like an old, old battle he's droid a, put
4: back together. Yeah. Okay, that's what I thought. Because I was I was looking up pictures just to figure out, you know, who the hell would be called he, Mr. Bones. He's a he's a refurbished, reprogrammed
1: battle droid that protects this kid. And it's like, he's the best character.
0: Mm.
2: Aside from the moment that Han and Chewie are in it, they're the best. True, <laughs> yes.
0: Here's my question for you at the end of the movie. What is going to dominate your theater? Will there be cheering, crying, or clapping?
1: Everything. Yeah. Everyone's going to stand up and cheer and clap. And I think there's going to be, as soon as the Star Wars comes on the screen, there's going to be hooting and hollering.
2: Oh, yeah. yes. As soon as the credits start going, this is what I'm going to do. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> I imagine you're gonna be like fighting lightsaber fighting in the in the aisles with people as you're waiting for the movie to start.
2: I imagine you're gonna so. get your some, lightsaber some confiscated, aren't you? <laughs> Probably.
4: You have to have an orange tip I'll just keep, on it, <laughs> just keep it to R2. Just give
2: it to R2. R2 always holds on to the good stuff. That's
4: true. Well, there's a lot of space in there.
2: Speaking of which, how much can he store in there and still be like have the motorized <laughs> stuff to do what he needs to do. I don't know. We we don't have time for that.
0: <laughs> that opens a whole another can of worms we can't even get into.
2: But I would say, if you like Mr. Bones, definitely read the Darth Vader comic line, because there's a couple cool droids in there that put Mr. Bones to shame. Hmm. It, yeah,
1: we'll
3: do that. And...
2: I think Jason will agree with me on this. Seek out Star Wars Rebels if you haven't yes. watched it yet. Yeah. Oh, I really, out. I really want to see it.
4: I do too. I'm hoping that they'll have another free, free day or something. Especially since season two is gearing up to, or is it airing already? I don't know. It's, it's on
2: right it's now. It's in the middle of its airing. Okay. Yeah. So. Because season one's on Blu-ray, and the second season you can get on iTunes or Amazon, wherever you get your instant video. I
4: liked it better than Clone Wars, that's for sure. So far, anyway. Because I haven't gotten very far in Clone Wars either, so.
2: Clone Wars gets really good once you get to the third season or so. Yeah, that's what Jason Um, was saying. Yeah.
4: I don't believe either of you. No, I'm just kidding.
2: (laughs) And then the comic books. i got to tell you about this. The Lando comic book was a sleeper hit. That's the layout was it? excellent.
4: Yes, I I so good. I keep telling Jason and he's he doesn't want to go out and purchase
1: I'm not, I'm not
0: it. made of money.
4: <laughs> I know. Well, <laughs> you are you're waiting to get the um in it when they're collected so that you don't have to store f- five issues of each character in the Star Wars universe that they're going to come <laughs> out with. But yeah, I was very pleased. I was w- nervous after the um Princess Leia one, which was okay, yeah. but I I just felt like nothing really happened until the last two. It
2: didn't feel it didn't feel right to her character.
4: No, she was very. Um, I don't know. It just. It, yeah, it seemed weird because you don't ever see her go off by herself and, and do those things, even though, given her position, she probably would. But mm-hmm. you never see it. So it seems weird when she goes off with some person she just met and they go have. Well, they start to have an adventure in the fourth comic, it feels like. <laughs> so. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah, the the Lando one was great because it 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 gives you more information about a character that you kind of already know about, but you don't know any of his history. And it also brings into the the story um, things that you've probably heard about or have had mentioned. Like, the, uh, well, I don't really want to spoil it, but um, it just it just takes themes from the movies and um, expounds upon them. And shows you what would happen to people that aren't force sensitive, basically. Mm-hmm.
2: Like it's just and it shows that you can. It shows that you can tell a really good story in the Star Wars universe without having to have Jedi or yes. Sith, or like any force users. Exactly. Really in it.
1: And sorry, which story are you talking about?
4: L- the Lando. Lando, one. the new Lando. Lando comic, okay.
1: Is, and that is that in the new. That okay, mm-hmm. it's in the That's, new timeline okay that's awesome
4: yep yes sir
2: any of the new marvel stuff is in the new canon all yes. the comics
4: yeah. really all the comics have been good to to great to awesome so
2: yeah i mean sounds like we need to fire up the old holocron <laughs> council uh, yeah, why don't we just get basically. into it
4: right now we'll have a <laughs> mega episode
0: so just grab basically your comics. between now and thursday consume as much star wars as possible Go see the movie and then bask in the glory that is star wars is 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 this it is this is this the wrapping up is is this it is we have to wrap up otherwise we'll just go star wars ad nauseum to the end of the world and back once again on behalf of myself and lucas thank you for listening nathan sean thank you so much for coming on the show we didn't take a chance at the beginning Fellas, how can the internet find you? What can they look forward to you producing to the world to enjoy?
1: Go ahead, Nathan.
2: Uh, Well, I don't produce much for the world to enjoy, but what I do produce, hopefully they find entertaining. (laughs) So I, (laughs) I have a little podcast I call That's Entertaining. We just finished up our look at the currently released Star Wars films. So we talk about all kinds of cool stuff, games, movies, TV, whatever. So you can find us at That's Entertaining on Twitter, at EntertainingPod is the podcast. And I am at SithNightmare, S-I-T-H-K-N-I-G-H-T-M-A-R-E.
1: And I am pretty much, I'm Zion Tane everywhere online, on Twitter, on all the gaming platforms. Uh, You can find all of my podcasts over at omgnexus.com, where you'll find the OMG Hour, which is our weekly gaming show, Primetime, which is our weekly television-based show, and uh, you'll find Lost Treasures of Gaming, in which we interview developers of old lost treasure games. Uh, in fact, tonight I just spoke with Mark Cerny, who you all know as the the prime architect for the PS4. Of course, he created games like Ratchet and Clank, and but we spoke to him about one of his original games, um, uh, Marble. Um, Marble Madness and uh, oh. Yeah, so back from 1984 So yeah, it's uh, it's it's awesome Check it out at omgnexus.com There's uh, several podcasts there I'm also part of uh, Gamers Unscripted Which is kind of what we just did tonight There's no <laughs> script, there's just A bunch of people get together every two weeks And we just talk about whatever
4: Nice <laughs>
0: Star Wars
4: Star Wars <laughs> Need we say more?
0: I just want you to end it on Star Wars.
2: It was I who allowed the Death Star plans to be taken. <laughs>
4: I'm not even going to talk I'm just going to press buttons <laughs> 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 Control,
1: control You must be in control I saw city in the clouds mm, Friends you have there They were in pain why you fail. Do Or oh, do not There is no trial
4: Oh God! Should we? <laughs> we should play a game where everybody has to pick a character to try to impersonate, and then I'll play a clip, and then you have to say the clip, and we'll do it back to back and see how horrible everybody is. Because what I'm pretty sure that. What
0: happens when we get that... to a Chewbacca clip, though? <laughs> yeah.
4: There it
3: is.
0: See, <laughs> see.
3: <laughs> G- G-
4: oh, the fact yeah. that he even has one. <laughs> the fact that they have one that has so many
0: buttons on it is amazing do you have the uh bad frank oz yoda that needs to be in there bad frank oz
4: (laughs) the the sorry the one where he immediately apologizes afterward
0: it's like, like behind the scenes where they're rehearsing like Doing different scenes, and it, he does the whole uh, "you will be" line, and it just the way he delivers it is terrible. He's just like, "You will be, you will be." And then Frank <laughs> Oz is like immediately. He's like, "Oh, I'm sorry, I cut. I'm sorry about that. I need to do that again." Uh-huh. Hmm.
1: Can you imagine if that's what they kept? You will be, you will be.
3: Uh, if you can give me the feed line, please. I in
1: here.
0: This is an Unfortunate that I know the truth. Unfortunate that you rushed to face him, you did. That incomplete
1: was your training. That not ready for the burden, were you?
0: It's (laughs) (sighs) Fozzie.
4: Obi-Wan would have told you long ago. That's not the the right one, though. That did sound like (laughs) Fozzie. It's really rough. I bet it was horrible, like...
1: Well, Yoda is Kermit the Frog anyway, so...
4: Us out, yeah. No kidding.
0: All right. Once you find that, that
4: really should probably start. <clears throat> <laughs> I don't. It, surprisingly, it's it might not be up here. All right. I don't care, Weirdberry. You're weird, Because weird, <laughs> it's buried. It's buried in the the that uh, documentary that comes on the Star Wars special or eight yeah. DVD set or whatever. Yeah.
1: It's a trap!
4: (laughs) It's a rabbit hole. I'm trying to find that damn thing. You will be. (laughs) I can just say it, and then you can pretend like it.
3: (laughs) You will be. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
4: Kermit the Frog here for Sesame Street News! (laughs)
1: Yay!
4: Yeah, I can't find it unfortunately, but it, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, I've been recording this whole time, so I'm ready.
1: Okay. Oh, jeez, you got all that on recording? Uh oh, outtakes here we come. <laughs> yes,
4: yes, yes. <laughs> that would require more. And work. now here's just... five minutes of the guys doing <laughs> your <Yeah>, That's right. <laughs> and then just play the freaking uh, cantina band song in the
3: background.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Well, what do we have here? <laughs> Hello, what have we here? <laughs> oh, gosh. I'm going to play the music. Joey!
0: <laughs> <Chewy. laughs> Don't make me spit my beer into my hot filter. <laughs> Horrible.
4: Okay, are you ready, though?
0: Yeah, yep. Yep, all right. a period of civil war. No, it's not. Have you felt that? No, I don't want to do that either. Let's just go with the show. It's fun, oh, shit. That's Pose. He's messing with you, the soundboard.
4: I thought you were literally screwing up and wanted me to stop.
0: Uh, horrible, well, now we're just, just going to leave that and just go with it. It just makes All it right. better that way. <laughs> it, it, just, it just keeps up with the production qualities we that people are... know to expect from this show just professionals or do you want me to do it again we should probably just do it again that was bad now
4: now we're playing this because
0: this <laughs> is how bad we are
4: what have I gotten myself into uh, <sighs> we're doomed
0: we're made to suffer
4: it's our lot in life. All right, I'm just gonna tack this in at the end because it's too good yeah, to, to let go, go. But we can <laughs> we go. can start over if you want, because yeah. otherwise we're we're gonna be here all night if it yeah. keeps. Up place.
1: <laughs> That's classic outtake right there.
4: That's a good one.